0: The Alvin Galloway Show Podcast is supported by Courage Men's Clothing and Accessories. Located at 836 East Indian School in Phoenix. Call them at 602-595-3383. If you're looking for great men's clothing, suits, shirts, shoes, socks, you name it, hats and all. You got it right there at Courage Men's Clothing, C-U-R-R-E-G at 836 East Indian School in Phoenix.
1: Hi, I'm jazz artist Brettina, and I love listening to The Alvin Galloway Show every Sunday, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. on RadioPhoenix.org for conversation, information, music, and culture. So stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune-up on The Alvin Galloway Show.
2: How do we see our
3: Easy.
0: is Alvin Galloway of the Alvin Galloway Show here on Radio Phoenix. And on this segment of the show, we're talking about trying to fit justice for Oscar Grant III. Oscar Grant was murdered in uh, January of 2009. And I have uh, some of his family members, his mother, Miss Wanda Johnson, his uncle, Uncle Bobby Cephas Johnson, Aunt uh, Beatrice X Johnson, uh Minister Abdul Sabir Muhammad, civil rights attorney Charles Bonner, and uh, also uh, Miss Elaine Brown who is uh, was the first female uh, leader of the Black Panthers. Yeah. And, uh, so I'd like to welcome each uh, each of you. Uh how are you doing today? Oh, we're good. I'm
4: doing as good as possible. Well. well, as possible. Well.
3: Right.
0: right, um, Miss Johnson. Um, I understand that just the other day that the Alameda County Attorney, District Attorney, uh, refused to uh, uh make additional charges on the uh, other former police officer, Bart police officer, uh, Peroni. Um, I know you're trying to uh, get that find justice for Oscar Grant's murder. Um, how did that impact of them not making those additional charges on the uh, the one who I would say instigated the whole situation?
1: Well, first I want to say thank you for having me um, on your show today. Um, to answer your question. Um, i I don't know if that is a final uh, a final answer from her. um we currently still have to meet with her again. um she called she wants to meet with us um, before we left the meeting said that we would said oh, shoot, said that we would be meeting with her um, again, and so. Um, to say that that's a final thought that we're not going to get justice, I cannot say that because we still have to meet with her. And then once we meet with her, it will determine if her um, total mindset. I think she prematurely uh, made the announcement. And so I'm hoping and believing that she will do the right thing. And that is convict the officer who instigated the whole situation, um, who abused my son, who um, did not use the proper training that he was taught when he was um, on the police force. and so I know that um, we will receive justice due.
0: Absolutely absolutely. And you know it's amazing that even during the investigation that he lied on his testimonies to investigators, uh, but they still can find no reason to bring charges against him. Um, Uncle Bobby, what do, you, what do you say to that fact?
5: Oh, thank you, Floyd, again for having us here on the show today and, and, and allowing us to speak to your listeners and to share our story, uh, which is a factual story and sadly a story that has been a contest that's been going on for the last 12 years and just simply trying to get real fair justice, having our day in court, holding an officer accountable for the reason why Oscar's murdered today but historically, uh, I, I, to me, it, it's a, uh, something that's by design because Tony Peroni should have been charged the year Johannes Mesley was charged, but the defense, I'm sorry, the district attorney wanted to use him as state evidence against Johannes Mesley who shot Oscar Grant. Uh, and as we was told the other day, They said it really collapsed because he would have pleaded the Fifth Amendment, right, to not incriminate himself. And so he became a hostile witness. He didn't really testify in any kind of positive way to convict Johannes Mesley for the murder that he committed, which he intentionally committed, you know, because he was charged for involuntary manslaughter. But we know it was all intentional because he thought Oscar had a gun. But anyhow, uh, he stated that since it backfired, that we would get Tony Peroni after the trial of Johannes Mesley. So of course the trial ended, we went to Nancy O'Malley and asked her to press charges of murder charges against Tony Peroni. And she stated to us because of going back and forth to LA because the trial was moved from Oakland to LA that it cost the district attorney so much money that they couldn't afford to charge Tony Peroni for murder at that time. Okay, so we went away upset, disappointed. But we came back about a year and a half later, if I remember correctly, and again, put that position on the table. And at that time, she said, because he went in the military, they couldn't do anything, but they will get him. Of course, when he finally came out of the military about 2014, 2015, if I remember correctly, we went back and they said that they're not going to be able to get him for the murder charge, but they're going to get him for unemployment fraud of the state of California. But wait a minute. He murdered Oscar Grant. That's what we're here for. And of course, the charges for unemployment fraud was launched against him because they thought he was going to get his job back. And that was the only way they can keep him from getting his job back. So in, in essence, that helped them keep him from getting his job back. But then he still walked free. And so here we are today finding out about the myers report 12 that was hidden for 11 years. When that was revealed in 2019, we began this campaign about talking about Tony Peroni. But on October 5th, we as a coalition went and had a press conference demanding Nancy O'Malley charge Tony Peroni for the murder of Oscar Grant. And that's when she opened up the case for an investigation to look at the applicable laws and everything that pertained to the murder of Oscar Grant based in that time period. And so where we at today, basically, is on that front. You know, this deception is still going on. We went and met with her on Monday, not knowing that she had pre-recorded a video announcing to the world that she wasn't going to charge Tony Perron. While we sat in that meeting for an hour, almost an hour and a half, she never said she did that. And then she agreed to meet with the attorneys on the 19th. Well, we hadn't had a date set, but agreed to meet with the attorneys. We left the building, had our press conference, knew that we had some grace of making sure that Tony Peroni was charged. On our way home in the car, we hear that someone tagged us on a post that she did before the meeting, claiming that she wasn't going to charge him. So we was ambushed, you know, by surprise.
0: That's amazing Um, that even she is being deceptive.
5: Exactly.
0: And in, in the, the the duties of her job that she's supposed to be doing. uh, It's just amazing that uh, she with a straight face would talk to you guys and and not say anything until you left. That Well, I didn't hey, say anything I can say
5: this to Floyd. Elaine asked specifically, are you going to charge him for felony murder? Is an answer of yes or no? Well, I can't answer yes. I can't answer no. It's a little complicated. But she didn't answer yes or no. So she was asked by Elaine, you know, specifically, was there a charge of felony murder or not? And she wouldn't even say yes or no.
0: And well, she already said no?
5: Yes, <laughs>
0: in essence, uh, uh, in her statement and everything. Wow. Right. Uh Miss Brown, w- when you asked her that question, what what did what did you, did you think that she would uh, beat around the bush or or be deceptive, you, you, you know, you've uh, probably felt that she will be truthful in her answer. Huh.
4: First of all, I think we have to contextualize this whole thing. We're talking about the murder of a young man who was unarmed and pinned down by this very cop. Uh, his facial bones were broken. So we need to understand where we are now. This is not a casual conversation where I assess the personality of a racist district attorney because I don't have an assessment of her as a person other than what she does and what she has done is waited 12 years to do anything. So let's got to get that straight. That question was asked simply because within the group and I am only speaking as a part of this coalition, um, she had hemmed and hawed on every question the attorneys asked her, they argued so forth and so on. Her sidekick, uh, black guy, uh, uh, assistant district attorney was arguing with our attorney, Mr. Bonner So I reached a point where the meeting was just about over and there was no answer. I simply wanted her to make a definitive statement. I had no, I I had every idea that all she was, she was uh, certainly not intending to charge a Peroni. Uh, So I just wanted her to go ahead and say it so we could say it to the press outside. She would not commit to that. And so I wanted her to make a definitive statement. I have no concern about thinking about what she thought or what she wouldn't think. She is the devil. She has not uh, produced anything in 12 years. These facts have been the same facts for 12 years. The only reason she's doing this is because this family and those of us that support this movement uh, and those like uh, Minister Saburo who've been in this from day one have been pushing and driving on this for 12 years. And we have finally gotten a second response. But I had no expectation that she was going to do the right thing out of some moral center that she does not have i just wanted to pin her down on behalf of this family so that we could say whatever it is she was going to say we could tell that to the world when we left that uh meeting
0: okay uh attorney attorney Bonner uh in in this uh this case what, what do you say are some of the next steps to try to to, to continue the, the the path to try to find justice uh for Oscar Grant
6: yeah, well, the next step is to go back to District Attorney Nancy O'Malley and attempt, attempt to dissuade her from what is a failure of will coming from an Eurocentric perspective. Um, this is simply a white woman who does not feel the pain of black people and making a discretionary decision not to charge, ignoring the facts and ignoring the law. In fact, she cited incorrect facts uh, in her report. For example, she said that the autopsy report showed that there was no hemorrhaging of uh, uh, of the brain and no brain damage. When the Maznavi report stated very definitively that there was hemorrhaging in the parietal area of Oscar Grant III's brain, Uh, that is brain damage. And she was making that statement to show that there was not an underlying felony that she could use for felony murder. When in fact, Anthony Peroni used excessive force as found by the Myers Novice Report, he committed what is called a assault calculated to create great bodily injury uh, that's a felony, and a death occurred. Consequently, it's felony murder. Not only that, Oscar Grant was an innocent man. They knew he didn't have a gun. They framed an excuse to say they thought he had a gun, but they knew he didn't have a gun. If, right. if, they had, if they had thought he had a gun, Peroni would have had his gun out.
4: Hmm.
6: If, if if Mesoli thought he had a gun, he would not have pulled out a taser. You don't bring a, a knife to a gunfight. It, it's inconceivable that either one of these murderers, Peroni or Mesley, were in, at any time in fear of their lives from some viewpoint that Oscar had a gun. That is just a lie, and um, and and so. So what we will do now, we will go back to her. But after we will. Uh, retain an, an expert, uh, a neurological pathologist to look at the autopsy, and take back to her definitive evidence of the kind of trauma that Officer Peroni caused to Oscar the III, and show her again the underlying felonies. There was seven felonies committed against this innocent man, this innocent 22-year-old boy. He was pulled off the Bart train by Peroni, standing doing nothing, So in addition to being slammed against the wall, Peroni put his full weight, 250 pound weight on Oscar Brown, uh, Oscar Grant III's neck and head. And while at the same time holding his face down on the concrete with his left hand, techniques he learned uh, in the military. Uh, So all of this, these, this conduct uh, led to the shooting when Peroni was holding him down, Peroni called Mesley over while he's still holding him down. And Mesley says, I'm gonna tase him and pulled out his gun while Peroni is still forcing Oscar down to the ground with his knee on Oscar's neck, just like George Floyd, his full body weight. And Mesley pulls out his gun in full viewpoint, in full view of uh, Peroni. Peroni had to have seen the gun mm. and could have said Mesli, put your gun away. Instead, he stood idly by within inches and allowed Mesli to continue the assault that Peroni had started. Mm. This is a continuing violation of assault of conduct started by Peroni. And, and Peroni should be charged with felony murder. And, uh, To your specific point, where do we go now? In addition to dissuading uh, O'Malley from her tentative position, she has not finalized it. We will meet with her next week on the 19th. uh, John Burrs and I, Attorney John Burrs and I, in addition to dissuading her from her tentative decision, we will also move uh, to go to the state attorney general, as well as to the Justice Department in the federal government. Whenever there is a new uh, Attorney General, pointed by, well, it's already been pointed. Now it's going to be uh, Mark Garland. But we will go to the Civil Rights Division, and ask the Civil Rights Division to bring criminal charges against Peroni. So we're we're just getting started. We're not we're not at the end, uh, and we will leave no stones unturned in, in trying to get justice uh, for Oscar Grant and his his mother and and his family.
0: We will be back to the Alvin Galloway show after these messages. This is the Alvin Galloway show here on radiophoenix.org. One way you can support Radio Phoenix is by becoming one of our members for as little as $35 per year. Members receive discounts, savings and other benefits provided by our membership program partners. And don't forget the membership fee is tax deductible. For more information or to sign up call 480 480- 829-5746 or go online to radiophoenix.org. click on the support tab at the top and then become a member on the drop down menu we thank you for your generous support of community radio
7: this is althea long and you're listening to the alvin galloway show stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune-up the Alvin Galloway Show Sundays, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. for conversation, music, and culture. And tune in to the Althea Long Show. It's a music mind walk every Sunday at noon to 2 p.m. right here on Radio Phoenix.
0: This is the Alvin Galloway Show with family and supporters of Oscar Grant III. Oscar Grant was murdered on New Year's Day in 2018. 20- by BART police officer Johannes Masary who was convicted and sentenced to two years in prison for involuntary manslaughter but he only served 11 months the case for Oscar Grant was reopened in October of 2020 the family is seeking justice and charges against former BART police officer, Anthony Peroni, who instigated the incident that killed Oscar Grant. Uh, I, I understand that uh, uh, some member board members of the, uh, of uh, BART and some city council members uh, condemned the police, uh, uh, statement that the uh, district attorney made uh, others are supportive of the family uh, minister Muhammad uh, you have been uh, supporting the family for uh, for duration of this how can the community continue to support uh, and uplift this family during, during this cycle of uh, of injustice injustice the key for the community is to organize The
8: Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teaches us that organization is more important than truth because an organized lie has more power than disorganized truth. So we've called on the community to join us in crying out for justice to the district attorney of Alameda County. There's a web page with a petition on it at www.justiceforoscargrant.com. And we'd like for everybody to add their names of support for this call. Secondly, learn the facts. It's easy to be distracted by the lies of media. If we believed the media, then we never would have stood for Oscar Grant. Bart spilled out a storyline through public media in January of 2009 that Oscar was a gangbanger who was resisting arrest and kind of deserved what he got. Well, as the attorney said, And speaking of Mr. Peroni, there was a chain of assaults before the actual shooting of Oscar Grant. Mr. Peroni bragged in court about how he took down Oscar's friend, Michael Greer, with what he called a classic hair takedown maneuver. He was boasting, Mm. and while he was in the preliminary hearings, about Mm. how easily he took down a big, strong friend of Oscar Grant. Who perhaps unbeknown to Peroni had a pre-existing injury, causing Oscar and all his friends to become angry and excited because of the head injury that Michael Greer had before Peroni threw him on top of his head. Well, there was a chain of events. The district attorney made every effort to reduce the level of violence that came out of Peroni while we talked you would have thought the only thing Peroni did wrong was to be unprofessional as a police officer. He was far more than unprofessional. He was criminal. He escaped prosecution in 2009 for reasons that the district attorney will have to live with. There's no reason that they didn't prosecute him in 2009, except like Messerly, they didn't want to. They would have never have charged Messerly were it not for the organized thrust of the community those that were in offices and those that were in the street. And when you couple those pressures together, elected officials, pastors, laymen, people who are just concerned children, activists in the street and activists in the room, by the time that was done, Mr. Tom Orloff, the former DA pressed charges and then he quit. Mm -hmm. Nancy O'Malley became DA because of Oscar Grant. So she owes it to the family of Oscar Grant to do what what, uh, Orloff didn't do and what she didn't do 12 years ago. Now's the time to do the right thing.
0: Absolutely. There's so many instances of unarmed black people, men, women, regardless of age, regardless of what situation they are in, being killed uh, by road cops, how is it possible? Because it seems like every time uh, these instances come up, they are let, the cops are let off the hook. And is it possible for us to get justice in this country? Anybody can ask.
8: With God's help mm-hmm. and by our readiness, I've heard the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan warn that where these authorities fail to do what they should do, He raised the question, what are you trying to force me to do? Should we say to our people that we should resist whenever law enforcement approaches us? Should we use what we call in the Holy Quran the law of retaliation every time we see an aggressor coming in our path? While it's in their hand to do right, they should do right because there's something else that can come that they really haven't calculated for. And so when the the those in political office those district attorneys these the political positions when we say a crime have been committed it said it's the people versus this person that have been accused well we are the people and even if they didn't intend it when they wrote their constitution we know who we are and if we would organize and unite ourselves but you know there come a time the minister said it on July the 4th. In his message called The Criterion. He said, there'll come a time where the jump out boys, they called a group of the cops that was jamming people up. When they jump out, they're gonna jump into something they didn't expect. Yeah. And so while we are peaceful, loving, God-fearing people, they don't really wanna meet the wrath of God from the people.
0: Absolutely. And, and looking at say the instances, uh, the the riot, uh, the insurrection that happened at the Capitol a few days ago, and how you even had cops allowing the rioters, the thugs, to come in, uh, egging them on. We know that it would have been a different outcome if Black and Brown people were protesting, and they have been protesting peacefully, but meet with force. Uh, from uh, police departments in various situations. Uh, Will this be a reawakening, I don't know, the the situation in D.C. be a reawakening for this country on how uh, the police departments uh, react to, say, white people who are doing things and how Black people who aren't who are peacefully protesting, uh, will there be some changes that can happen from that? Because they went in there, uh, you know, they they went in there to do bodily harm to those uh, lawmakers, and uh, um, and luckily no one was killed or anything as far as the lawmakers are, but there was other lives lost. Uh, Brother Bonner, what do you say?
6: Well, we're dealing with a, a systemic problem that we Black people have been experiencing as long as we've been in this country since sixteen nineteen four hundred 400 years.
8: That's we've right.
6: resisted every year, every day, and we continue to resist. But those people that you saw uh, who attacked the Capitol last Wednesday, they are coming from a place of a evil heart. You can't dissuade people from an evil heart. Hitler has been dead for 75 years as has all of the Confederate generals, Jefferson Davis, Stonewall Jackson, all of those others, but yet those people still worship them. They still carry flags in honor of them. They're still carrying the Confederate flag knowing how that makes us feel because so many black people have been lynched while being called the N word under the banner of that flag. Uh, in Germany, you can't fly the Nazi flag anymore, it's illegal. Uh, but nonetheless, there's still people in Germany that still worship Hitler. So we, we talk about a systemic problem that's going to require constant diligence, constant resistance, constant engagement. We can never rest in our resistance against oppression. And we have to resist on all levels, in the courtroom, in the streets, in the legislative bodies. Uh, we have to organize as Brother Zabor uh, was saying, um, and gradually we will see some change. I mean, I grew up in Selma, Alabama when I saw a tremendous change from when we had to go to the back of the bus or, drink out of a of a little small fountain that said colored when the cool water fountain that said white. So we've made some changes. However, it's been like a baby step of the changes that are needed. The same racist scoundrels who were beating us on the Etnos Petters Bridge were the same scoundrels that invaded the Capitol, carrying the same flag. You know, this the only difference this time is they were doing it at the incitement of the president of the United States, mm. the, the the white supremacist in chief. Mm. So we dealing with a fascistic, white supremacist, uh, anti-Semitic, uh, racist group of white men and women. And we ultimately have to teach them humanity as we have been doing with our suffering, with our blood, with our tears, and with our prayers. But resist, we will and we must.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, well. Black boy.
9: Struggling just to be sane, I have been nothing but nice, so why am I being detained, the question that they won't explain, adrenaline rush through the veins, how they gonna rest with no peace, is what I do not understand, I hate to roll with this ratchet, but I got a cash, trying to keep me out of cask. they do not care about me or the folk look like me, so I act the same way that they act have respect for myself and i know what i'm worth and i constantly talk to my past i know what right look like i know what wrong look like and i still might take the ladder. I'm a mighty long way and I still got a way to go. I started telling my truth 20 years ago. I try to talk to these folks, they don't hear me though. But they go listen to folks that ain't did it though. Breonna Taylor is dead and ain't here no more. And the folk did it's home eating cereal. I get locked up if I step on the Cheerio. Where is the justice for me? Zero. I know.
0: That was a warning by the Hamiltons featuring Rico Barrino and P.D. Pablo. Man, I tell you that whole CD, 1964, 1964 by the Hamiltons, the latest uh, LP put out by them. Uh, and it speaks to the times that we are in and the challenges that we as a black community Are going through. This is the Alvin Galloway Show with family and supporters of Oscar Grant III. Oscar Grant was murdered on New Year's Day in 2009 by BART police officer Johannes Maserly, who was convicted and sentenced to two years in prison for involuntary manslaughter, but he only served 11 months. The case for Oscar Grant was reopened in October of 2020. The family is seeking justice and charges against former BART police officer Anthony Peroni, who instigated the incident that killed Oscar Grant. <laughs> Is it possible to teach them humanity?
4: That's Well, um, if I may, mm-hmm. um, the question is, we have been 400 years an oppressed group. We, are, we remain an oppressed group. And anytime we think we're not is because we're being deluded, just like whoever these white people were. Um, we remain an oppressed group. We are in control of anything of our lives. And, and the only relationship we have to the government in general mm-hmm is when we vote for some white person or when we encounter the police in our neighborhoods. So for us to think that there's something that went on at the Capitol the other day that would somehow change the moral center of America is ridiculous. Um, so I wouldn't even entertain anything like that. These people did what they do. They were allowed in by the police. They were the police. The police let them in and so forth and so on. This has nothing, the fact that black people wouldn't be treated the same way is, and what? what we Well, if we had stormed the Capitol, we're not going to be storming the Capitol. We haven't shown any will to do that. So um, coming out of the history that I come out of, we have to take action against certain things. But if we're not organized and we're not, uh, then we'll be crying about how they didn't, they beat up black people when we went to the Capitol, but they didn't beat up these white people. What is our point? What is our point? We had, had some expectation that something different was going to happen that people could be persuaded to become moral. What persuades them is a new set of conditions and resistance. What is persuading and what will persuade Nancy O'Malley is not a moral enlighten- awakening because that's not going to happen. What's going to happen is hopefully you have an audience of people that will hammer down with that petition. We can put some people on this. We have attorneys. We've amassed the kind of statement that will shame her into the, to the place where it It's not going to be convenient for her to take that position, but she's not going to take a new position because she will become morally persuaded to do it. She will be forced to do it because we will have taken action against this sea of of iniquity. So that's, that's what we have to know instead of sitting back and wondering why, you know, white people get treated differently. I don't know how we could expect anything in a country that has told us year in, year out for 400 years, not that our lives don't matter. I don't even know why that's a question. The question is: are we do our lives matter to us? Are we prepared to stand up for ourselves and not ask white people to like us but go ahead and change the conditions? Nancy O'Malley has to be changed in terms of her position. We don't care what her heart is, we care what she does in this case. That's what we care about. And we intend to fight until her. Uh, position is changed. Now, whether her heart is changed or not is of no interest, uh, should be of no interest to us. So there's no question about trying to moralize on people who are uh, demonic and people who are uh, without any uh, moral center. They've already demonstrated that. So that little demonstration up at the Capitol the other day is really not that interesting. Uh, You know, white people fighting white people and crying and carrying on about whatever it is, Bottom line is we have some stuff to do in our own neighborhoods. We need to organize. And on this program, we got to get back to Nancy O'Malley and make her feel enough heat that it's going to be in her interest to charge Peroni with murder. If it had, if she had cared, she would have done that 12 years ago.
0: Yeah, is she voted in every year or appointed? She's voted in every year and it's uh,
6: not every year, but she's voted right. in for four uh, years. every four. four years, every four years. Yeah.
4: Now, you know, the pop just for a point of reference, I don't know what Arizona's population is of blacks, but the total state population of California black people is under 5%. So that's something we should know. So that sort of makes the vote of black people, even if we all voted as a block, uh, irrelevant if the rest of the state is not voting with us.
0: Right. Yeah, it's about the same here in Arizona as uh, Sister Beatrice knows, who's from Arizona. Um, it's a small population. So we, they had to build those coalitions. And I believe that you guys have done that and the, the work that you're doing there in, uh, in California on this issue. Stay with us on the Alvin Galloway Show. We'll be back after this. Support for Radio Phoenix comes in part from Native Health, located at 4041 North Central Avenue, Building C, near the corner of Central Avenue, Indian School Road in Phoenix. Native Health provides primary medical, dental, behavioral health, WIC, and wellness services for the urban Native American community. More information is available at 602-279-5262 or online at Uh, nativehealthphoenix.org. Sister Wanda and Uncle Bobby, uh, in the work that you're doing uh and seeking the justice uh for oscar grant uh um i know uh, minister muhammad uh, gave the idea the information of the of the signing the petition and organizing um how can people from outside the state uh participate uh donate funds or whatever they need to do to uh, assist in this trying to change this outcome uh from the district attorney
1: You want to answer, Bobby, or you want me to answer?
6: You're you you you're muted. Well,
5: no, you go ahead, Wanda, and then I'll follow.
1: So right now, because we are looking to uh, maybe uh, hire um, some people to help investigate with the pathologist and the other experts that we're going to be needing, uh, we, yes, the donations would be fine. You could donate to either foundation, the Oscar Grant Foundation or either Love Not Blood. And those funds will help us to hire the experts that we need to hire to be able to show uh, Nancy O'Malley the proof that is needed to persuade her to change her position.
10: Okay.
5: If I if I can add um, uh, Floyd, um, as Minister Sabur Muhammad stated, we do have a petition out and it's located at justiceforoscargrant.com. So importantly, the community of Arizona, those that care about true justice, sign that petition because we know it's gonna take public pressure to bring about a real systemic change, basically in everything that we do. So the support from across the United States in supporting us in the form of getting justice with Tony Peroni charged with felony murder, not only opens the door for us, but for everyone that has been impacted by this police violence in this country. And so we have an opportunity right now to make a point as our, our, Civil rights attorney just stated, well, he didn't just state, but he has stated that these type of shootings have to stop. And if they're committed by these rogue cops in this country, we will hunt you down, bring you before the courts of law and put you in prison. That's the message. Accountability has to be emphasized. And the only way accountability is going to happen is that we as a people have to band together, unite our voices and sign that petition and, ins- and insist that we have real freedom, justice and equality in this country.
7: And uh, Floyd, I just wanted to say that I wanna thank those in Arizona, because I can tell you a big chunk of Arizona has signed the paper as we have been pushing this. We got 50,000 signatures. So just appealing to the rest of uh, the physicians that's out there to, to join this fight and to get that petition in, So and also, this is gonna free the whole country, as a start of process of trying to hold accountability for the whole country. I know the history of Arizona, we were just in Arizona. We know what's going on in Arizona with the police and we know how hard the struggle is in Arizona for organization. So please pay attention to this organizing effort here and duplicate it so that we can all have be in this fight for police accountability so i would just uh ask you all to please uh get the petition and sign it i'm sure floyd will put it on his page and help us spread it in arizona as i will and i'll tag everyone that i know as i have been done but i like to say that a lot of arizona's have signed the petition uh i see your names we see your names thank you very much and please continue because it's not over We put 50,000 signatures on her desk. We want to put 100,000 by the 19th. So please join us and get those petitions signed and pass them on.
5: And if I say this, call, call Nancy O'Malley, flood her phone lines because she got to know that the people in the United States care about justice and they care about the fact that she should charge Tony Peroni, who was obviously, just through the video, violated Oscar's civil rights and murdered him.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I definitely will have that information on my uh, Facebook page. Um, I really appreciate uh, each one of you coming on the show and uh, giving us this information that we, as people can also assist and help justice uh, come to Oscar grant and we will definitely work until it becomes a reality. And, uh, it, it Definitely, once we hold them accountable, these murders will stop happening. Once they have seen the actions, seen that they, these road cops can, are sent to prison, are locked up, taken away from their families, they will change their minds and their uh, actions.
6: That's right. And we thank you, brother, for spreading the word, through your radio program. Uh, let all the people know that this is a movement uh, to stop the cops from killing black folks uh, as this to be at says uh, for police accountability. And um, and this is just the beginning. And we, this, we, we, we will be on this march for a long time until victory is won.
0: Absolutely. And I welcome you to come back anytime uh, as uh, Uncle Bobby and uh, 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 Sister Beatrice, know, uh, you're more than welcome to come back anytime to, if you have anything else you want to uh, talk about, uh, and we can go back uh, um, and, and talk about how things are progressing in, in this movement.
6: Thank you very much. Good evening. Thank you. Have brother. a good evening. Thank you.
7: Thank really? you, Lloyd. Thank, Thank you for inviting for... us to the show. Don't yes. forget to put that petition up and pass it on. I will. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. You didn't even call me Beachy today. You didn't get <laughs> to <finish it> up. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
10: Black is beautiful, black is excellent Black is pain, black is joy, black is evident It's working twice as hard as the people you know you're better than Cause you need to do double what they do so you can level them Black is so much deeper than just African American Our heritage been severed, you never got to experiment with family trees could they teach you about famine and greed And show you pictures of our fam on their knees Tell us we used to be barbaric, we had actual queens Black is watching child soldiers getting killed by other children Feeling sick like, oh shit, this could have happened to me Your mummy watching, telling stories about your dad and your The black of the berry, the sweet of the juice The kid dies, the black of the killer, the sweet of the news And if he's white, you give him a chance, he's ill and confused If he's black, he's probably armed, you see him and shoot Look. Black is growing up around the barbershop Mummy saying stay away from trouble, you're in yard a lot Studying for ages, appreciating the chance you got Cause black is in your blood and you ain't even got the heart to stop Black is stepping in for your mother because your father's gone And standing by your children when you haven't proven karma wrong Black is doing all of the above then going corner shopping Trying to help a lady cross the road to have her walking off Black is growing up around your family and making it And being forced to leave the place you love because there's hate in it People say you fake the shit, never stayed the chance Change the shit, but black is being jealous, you'd be dead if you had stayed in it Black is struggling to find your history or trace it You don't know the truth about your race, cause they're erasing it Black has got a sourkin flavor, here's a taste of it But black is all I know, there ain't a thing that I would change in it Look, Black ain't just a single king colour, man has shades to it Her hair's straight and thick but mine's got waves in it Black is not divisive, they've been lying and I hate it Black has never been a competition, we all make this shit Black is deadly, black is when you're freezing in your home and you can't get sleep But never feeling empty cause you got twenty cousins in your country living stress free Walking for their water, daughter wrapped inside a bed sheet Black is distant, it's representing countries that never even existed while your grandmother was living. Black is my Ghanaian brother, reading into scriptures, doing research on his lineage, finding out that he's Egyptian. Black is people naming your countries and what they trade most. Coast of ivory, gold coast, and the grain coast. But most importantly, to show how deep all of this pain goes. West Africa, Benin, they call the slave coast. Black is so confusing. Cause the culture they're in love with it. They take our features when they want and have their fun with it. Never seem to help with all the things. We know would come with it Loud in our laughter Silent in our suffering Black is being strong Inside the face of defeat Poverty made me a beast I battled the law in the streets Where you will struggled But your struggle ain't a struggle like me Well how could it be When your people gave us The odds that we beat I mean can hell What about our brothers That are in jail That could have bust the bell They held a burden Got to live with it Black is being guilty Until proving that you're innocent Black is saying free They're stuck inside in prison cells They think it's funny We ain't got nothing to say to them Unconditional love is strong to them. Amazing. And black is like the sweetest flavor a taste of it but black is all i know they ain't a thing that i would change in it
11: otto preminger foremost independent producer of motion pictures has said and we quote i have great admiration for dr king his spirit and devotion to these ideals when translated into reality will lead to full democracy the greatest advancement for Americans of all creeds and colors that our country has ever known. Dr. King now responds to this observation with three little words. Three little words, that's all we live for. Three little words of big and great significance. Dr. Martin Luther King speaks of these three words. All, here, and now. Need to utter but three words to tell this nation what we are talking about. They aren't big words. You don't need to have a great vocabulary to utter them. You don't need to have a philosophical bent to grasp them. They are three little words. But we want to let the world know that these words describe what we mean and what we are determined to do about racial injustice. One is the word all. We don't want some of our rights. We don't want a few token handouts here and there. We want all of our rights. The the word is here, there are some people who, who, who say that we need to go back to Africa. And then there are some others who tell Negroes in the South to leave the South. You can't be free, so get out. But down in Alabama and Mississippi and Georgia and South Carolina, we are saying something else now. We want all of our rights, and we want all of our rights here in Alabama and Mississippi and South Carolina. Then there's a third word. It is the word now. We are not willing to wait 100 years for our rights. We are not willing to wait 50 years for what is ours on the basis of the Constitution of this United States and the authority of God himself. No, we are not willing to wait another 25 years for our rights. We can hear voices telling us to slow up we can hear voices telling us to cool off. Our only answer in calm, patient turn must be that we have cooled off too long, and if we keep cooling off, we'll end up in a deep freeze. We must go on and say. <laughs> no, what we are saying to this nation is that we want all of our rights. We want them here and we want all of them not next year not next week but we want them now at this hour this is what you're
0: saying this is the Alvin Galloway Show and remember to catch us every Sunday from 2pm to 4pm on RadioPhoenix.org check out our Facebook page the Alvin Galloway Show you can catch the Alvin Galloway Show podcasts on Spotify Apple Podcasts, Breaker Radio Public. Don't forget, tune in. Pocket Casts, Overcast, and CastBox. The Alvin Galloway Show and other forms where you listen to your favorite podcast show. And as always, remember that today is a great day to make somebody's day great. Stay safe, stay in, stay protected, stay healthy.